Hello, and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We trust that this will be a great encouragement to you and build your faith. Enjoy today's message. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, I have a chief in my village. And so, you know, Pastor Chad has been talking to me a lot about chiefs. And, and I told him that, you know, I love chiefs. So I, I think you're going to have to give me another one for my chief in my village so that I can tell him that there is some chiefs that are doing so well right now that we all need to be supportive of. So listen, I am a chiefs guy, so <laughs> if you're not chiefs, I'm afraid I may not need to speak to you this morning. I'm just <laughs> kidding, I'm just kidding. But it's just so wonderful uh, to be here. We just love you, um, Chipo and I, with, with our two uh, children here. We haven't been together as a family in six years, so this is kind of special, you know, for us. Our daughter is Faith, who was here, is studying. She's she's completing her master's degree this year, and um, uh, she loves you all. She first came here to you all uh, when she came to America. Uh, I can't remember how many years ago that is. Seven years ago. And, and our son, TK, he is actually with Pastor John in Marshfield, and they both love Jesus. We're just so thankful to the Lord and uh, to see them grow, you know, in the love of the Lord. Um, as well, it's good to see um, uh, in Noah and his wife, Kelly, coming from Jacksonville, great friends of ours. So I just want to just give you a quick, before we look at God's word this morning, I just want to say, Pastor Chad, you're a, you're a wonderful friend, and I just want you to know, Chipo and I love you and Tasha so much, and we're so grateful. You, you're God-given, you know, to us, and there's many, many people that love and appreciate everybody here. Um, I just want to say thank you for a couple of things that you've done. I think they will come on the screen here. You know, you built Pastor Willie. You'll see him in a moment. You built a house. You know, for us, you've come out there, uh, you have um, built a church. It's one of the beautiful churches that, you know, we have. Um, it, 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 it has a, a cross on it, uh, and um, uh, it's, it's just, just beautiful. We, we use that for a whole lot of things um, in that community. But I want to just also say, uh, because of the church that you planted, you'll see a lot of pictures running, you know, on the screen there. Um, Pastor Willie and, and the leadership, we had people coming in about eight miles into Haumine, and, and we reached out to this village called Doyana. They actually still meet, you know, in a tree, uh, under a tree, not in a tree, but under, under a tree, <laughs> um, in Doyana, which is about eight miles from Haumine. Uh, and it's the fastest growing village church that we have um, uh, in Zimbabwe. It's, it's doing great and it's doing wonderful. And I just want to say thank you so much. And many of you are sponsoring, you know, children um, and, 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 and paying their school fees and buying them a uniform. 
feeding them every single day. And when they are sick, you're paying for their medical bills and, 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 and really just really taking care of them. I just want to say thank you so much. And we're going to give you an opportunity today, you know, for you that are feeling led to continue to um, uh, be able to reach out. We have 95% unemployment in Zimbabwe. Uh, and uh, we, 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 with COVID, there's a lot of complications. I think you all know, you know, that, but we're so thankful that we have you as friends to actually help us in all of this. And so, um, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I just want to say thank you so much. Let me pray as I dive straight into the Word of God. Probably I'll just read a scripture and then I am going to take some time. Uh, to pray. Shall we pray together? Um, as, let me read the scripture first, then we'll pray. Psalms 23, verse number 4. I just want to read that because that's where I want to take uh, my text. The scripture say, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff they comfort me. So, Father, I want to thank you today. What a great time of worship. Your presence is right here. Jesus, we just love you so much. And may these few moments, Lord, be a time where we will hear your voice. Speak to us, Lord. Increase as we decrease. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning. We've been taking some time to pray and fast. And probably for many of you, you are so close to the Lord right now. You've felt his presence. You've been enjoying his company. And my prayer is that you remain there. Because in the presence of the Lord, there is joy. Hallelujah. In the presence of the Lord, there is peace. And I want to talk to you about handling your valleys. Because when I look in the scriptures, one of the men that inspire my life, that has inspired my life is David. Uh, when I look at the life of David, I see one who is like you and I. <laughs> David had his own failures and faults. Are there any that probably would identify with David this morning? And yet in the midst of all his challenges, David was a man who loved God. That makes a difference as we serve God in this life. And so he writes this psalm, the 23rd psalm. It's one of my favorite. The Lord is my shepherd. He declares his allegiance and his desire and his love for this great God, Yahweh. He says he is my shepherd because he makes us. He, he brings us to that place where he calls us sheep. You and I are sheep. And he, David, is a symbol of shepherd. He is, 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 is an example of God. Yahweh, Jesus, the one that looks after the sheep. And so as he begins to give us this uh, analogy, that this understanding, it really helps to put us in a place of safety and a place of comfort. And he writes this. So I, I just want to take that verse 4 because I really feel that's so loaded. He says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear no evil. When we talk, in, we talk about valleys 
and mountains. It's, it's a symbol that really speaks of how we are doing in life. And when things are going so well, you feel people say, I'm on the mountaintop. We've been praying and fasting. Many of you are feeling you're on the mountaintop. And, and mountaintop feeling is a wonderful thing because everything is going great and everything is going well. But I want you to understand, we live in a world, when the Bible talks about the word world, speaks of the systems that face us. And many times those systems are not for God. They are wicked and they are evil. So I want you to understand, you as a child of God, you have not been delivered from the presence of evil. Evil is all around you. But it's almost like you as a child of God, you are in this place where you enjoy God's protection. Where when you make those choices and you choose Him and you walk with Him. And like this morning we say His name. And I pray today that you say His name as often as you need to. Because it is that which protects us when we find ourselves not on the mountaintop, but on the valley. You will go through valleys. And valleys speak of the place, times when we feel down there. Speaks of times when we feel a little bit in pain and discomfort. Because of what we are going through. You see, when David writes this, he is talking about where he would lead his sheep. Because oftentimes shepherds would take their sheep and they would go down the valley to look for pasture and grazing places where there was water and where there was green grass. Did I say water? It's supposed to be water. <laughs> where there is water. I've been practicing this. <laughs> he would walk through the valley and he would take this. So when he writes this, he is speaking of what he knows. And in those valleys, there was often dangers and ditches and thieves, sometimes robbers that really would attack and want to take stuff away from people. So as he writes this, he is really putting perspective to us that sometimes we'll go through valleys. As a child of God, how do you handle those valleys? As I talk today, we had prayer. Maybe some of you are just getting into some valley. There's discomfort and pain and challenges. There's a space that you're not used to, the space that you want to go out of very quickly. Maybe some of you, you're right in there. Some of you, you feel you're getting out of that valley. I want you to understand. David says in Psalm 100 verse 3, acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. You see what happens when we are going through these valleys, sometimes we may feel, where is God? Have you asked that before? Why am I here? Why am I going through this? If you have not been through your valley, you will go through a valley. But I've got some good news today because I believe God sent me here 
to prepare you even after the 21 days of prayer and fasting, that you will remain in there because when valleys come, because they will, because they came to David and many others, you will be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Because the Bible says a righteous man may fall down seven times, but each time he rises up. Because in him we live, we move, and we have our being. When we have the Lord on our side, whether we go down the valley, we are safe and we are secure. Because he is always there with us. Oh my goodness. It's all right. I'll get excited from, by myself. It's all good. He is a God who never leaves us. When we are in the valley, mm, my goodness, when I'm feeling low and I'm feeling down, I can go to him and I know he is always there. David, when we read the Psalms, they are Psalms of praise. He would cry out to the Lord. He would empty his heart to the Lord. Psalm 61, hear my cry, O God. Attend to my prayer. When my heart is overwhelmed, Lord, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And Jesus is that rock of our salvation. Mm, my goodness. So how do you and I handle those times, those valleys that we will face? How do we handle those valleys? The psalmist gives us some very amazing, amazing words here. And I want to just really encourage us. Number one, don't panic. Don't panic. He says, even though I walk, not run or sprint. Now, I know Doug loves to run. And if I were to run with him, he would win all the time. But you will agree with me that when we are going through stuff, we want to get out of there very quickly because there's pain in there. We are not made for pain. But I found out in my life that pain has taught me so many things. Pain has taught me to be close to him. Sometimes people cause you pain. Have you been in a place where you have done nothing wrong? And pain is coming and you easily want to ask God why. How many have asked that question before? <laughs> that makes two, three, four of us. You see, the enemy uses pain to try to draw you away from him. The psalmist doesn't say, even though I run through my valley. He says, even though I walk. I walk and I look up to him. I will not lose myself in my time. I will not get scared. You see, David found himself a number of times in valleys. And I could tell you so many times. I remember one time in 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 6 at Ziklag. He comes out with his people that were following him. They'd left Saul and he was running away from Saul. And David was, 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 was hiding in caves and people follow him. And they go out with all the soldiers. They leave their wives and their children. They come back. They find the place has been raided and everybody's gone. And everybody's scared. And, and all these people that David had helped 
they turn against him. Have you had people turn against you? People that you love, they suddenly start pointing fingers at David. They say, listen. And the Bible says they started talking about stoning him. What did he do? Did he run for his life? Did he cry out and say, God, you have left me? Listen to what the Bible, the word of God. The Bible says, and David was greatly distressed. Because when we're in the valley, there's distress. For the people spoke of stoning him because all the people were bitter in soul. Each of his sons, for each of his sons and daughters. But listen to this. But David strengthened himself in the Lord. What I'm saying to you today, when you find yourself in the valley, you need to find the Lord and begin to talk to him on your knees because you will seek him and you will find him. You will go to him and he will be there for you. You will find people that will say to you, but what is going on to you? You are supposed to be a worshiper. But you say, yes, I'm a worshiper, and he is right here with me. He is right here with me. I remember Joseph when he was thrown each time in the well by, by, by his brothers, and he found himself in the well. He finds himself in the prison. And I was reading, the Bible says, but the Lord was with Joseph. And I'm thinking, God, this boy, whenever he's down, you are right there with him. He did not panic. He found and looked for the Lord when he was in his valley. Listen, people, I am saying to you, when you find yourself in a place where you don't understand, this Savior of your soul, Jesus, Yahweh, his presence is what you need. Because in his presence, there's fullness of joy. You are a child of God. Don't ever question that. Don't ever doubt that. Your challenges and the things that you go through must not tell you. Otherwise, you need to Remember that you need to speak out of who you are. Who you are. God loves you. You're a child of God. You are set apart for his purposes. Things, you see, listen, in this life you don't have to understand everything. There are things that will come your way that you will not understand. Don't panic. I was thinking about this. You know, I don't like snakes. Hmm, I don't like snakes at all. I know some of you are crazy about snakes. I was doing some shopping some time, and, 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 and I, it was in this country. And so the snake started coming out of somebody's pocket. And I, I just, I just, I just went out and I was shouting, snake, snake. I thought it was coming from the ground and somehow it had come around him and he was not seeing it. And he looked and I saw his hands holding this snake and he had a smile on his face. I said, what? I've had to tell myself, even that snake... I can step on it, and I can kill it. <laughs> Things that cause us to panic will come. 
but the presence of the Lord is going to make us secure. Hallelujah. It's going to keep us as we walk with him. I love the words of Jesus. He was talking to his disciples. And it was before he went to the cross. He was telling them, you see, he was telling them, really, you need to be strong. Because you will go through this challenge that are called valleys. He says to them, I've told you this thing so that you can have peace in me. In this world, you will have trouble. But be brave or take heart. Don't panic. I have defeated the world. We are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. When you find yourself in this place, I want you to understand you're a child of God. He is for you. He is for you. Jesus said these words in Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all of you who are carrying heavy loads. He says, come to me because I will give you rest. You will rest in me. There is peace. The shalom of God is found when we rest in him. You know, I've found out there are times when I've gone to bed and I'm worried about things. 90% of the things that we worry about, we can never change them. And many of them will never happen. But the enemy would want you to worry until you get so sick of worry. That's why Jesus said, cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. Do not worry about this life. The valley, I will not panic. Panic creates anxiety and causes us to do our own things so we can come out of that valley. But I want you to know sometimes in that valley, we need to experience the presence of the Lord. In that valley, we need to spend time with him. We need to dig deep in his word and find him in his word. The valley is the place where we grow in our walk with him. The second thing that I want to let you know today, listen to what he says. Even though I walk in that valley, I will fear no evil. Because valleys bring fear to us. They take us out of the comfort zone. They cause us to begin to think, well, am I going to survive this valley or not? They will begin to speak to you and cause you to want to doubt who he is. But this one will never leave us. Even though I walk through the valley, I will not fear any evil. You see, not fearing is a choice that you and I make. Hey, you make so many choices every day. And choosing not to be afraid is a choice. I remember some time ago, I was walking around one of our properties. And I lost my car keys. And, and so I started looking for them. I didn't find them. I had to look for the spare keys from home. And so as I was walking, I was looking for everywhere I had not even gone. You know, sometimes when you are afraid, you start looking at things that have nothing to do with what is making you afraid. You start asking questions that have nothing. They will take you further and further away into more worry and more anxiety. And before you know it, you are really down there. You can't do anything. That is the reason why the Bible keeps on telling us, fear not. Fear not. 
for he is with us. Fear wants to draw you away in a place where you will be feeling, looking, Lord, I'm good for nothing. I can do nothing. But you're a child of God. He loves you and he is right there with you. You are the apple of his eye. Mm. So I'm walking around and suddenly I see this snake. It was as big as my hand. He was basking on the sun. I told you earlier when I don't like snakes. So you're already imagining what I did. And this was a cobra. And so I startled him. When suddenly he had his head up. And this whole place there was flat next to his head. And I jumped up. And everything in me was saying, run for your life. Well, I did run a little bit. And I stood there. And I think when he saw there was no danger, he went away. Well, I had already a stone in my head. I was ready to talk to him with the stone in my hand. But I told myself, I'm looking for my car keys. So if I'm going to be afraid of him, I will not find those keys. Well... I kept on looking. Hallelujah. I refused to be afraid. I think I'd lost the key somewhere else, not in that particular place. So don't fear. Don't fear. I go back to David. Do you remember that great story when his father calls him and he tells him, I want you to go and look for your brothers. And so he begins to look for his brothers and he goes to where they were supposed to be heading the sheep and uh, you know you know and 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 he gets there and and his brothers are not there and they, they, they you know and 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 so so but he, he gets to this place and he find they, they, they were actually you know in in a war zone rather they were fighting they were with king Saul and they were they were fighting the you know these 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 Philistines and and so so he gets there with some cheese and he gets there with some bread and he finds a situation that was really complicated because his brothers with the king were on this side and on the other side the Philistines were there but the Philistines had a great advantage they were this giant here called Goliath who was challenging the people of God and and, and everybody was so scared and 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 David gets there and he begins to go around and he's asking what's going on here and 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 suddenly he sees what the problem was and this little shepherd boy begins to talk about their problem and he begins to say listen we've got to do something about this we've got a great God that takes away all fear he is with us the brothers are saying to him listen go back to those little sheep that our father had why are you here what do you want to do the Bible says for 40 days the Philistine Goliath came forward and took his stand morning and evening. And verse 24, all the men of Israel, when they saw this man Goliath, they fled from him and were much afraid. Not only afraid, they were very afraid. Do you have things right now that are making you afraid? You're running away from those things? The Bible says, and David 
Say to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and he will fight this Philistine. Your servant will go, the little boy. Tell us he was 17, 18 years at that time. I will go and I will fight this man. Verse 47, and then all this assembly may know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into my hand, into our hand. I don't know what valley you are in. I believe God is saying to you, don't be afraid. Some of you are in that valley of stopped praying. Some of you in that valley of stopped reading God's word. Some of you, you're going back a little bit. I believe that God would have you become so close to him like never before. God will have you wrestle because he wants to strengthen you. He wants to give you only what he himself alone can give you. God wants to help you in this time of your need. You are more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ who loved you. There is no valley that will take you down. Even if it does, God has provided a way for you. You will not be alone in that valley. Jesus said these words in Matthew chapter 28. He says, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. What a great feeling that God, this God that we worshiped this morning, whose name we called Yeshua, he will never leave you. People can leave you. Family can leave you. Friends can leave you, but he will never leave you. You can be in the darkest spot in your life, but you can count on him. He is a present help in times of trouble. But he's a present help even when you're not going through any trouble. He knows where you are at right now. He knows how you feel. He knows the pain that you've carried every single day. He knows every tear that you have shed. He knows everything that you're feeling right now. He knows that. And he has not forgotten you. It's time for some of us to come back to him like never before. Listen to what he says in, verse, in chapter 27 of Psalms. He says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? In your valley, can you lift your hands to him and say, God, I want to thank you today. That you are my light. God wants us to be in agreement with him. In agreement with his word. When we have his word in the inside of us and we begin to speak his word, there is a supernatural strength that the Holy Spirit begin to, begins to use in our lives to strengthen us. I've met some people that are going through some stuff, and I'm thinking, how oh, you are so strong when they look up. If it was not for the Lord's mercies, you would have been consumed. So don't panic in your, in your valley and don't fear. And the last thing that I see here, do not forget. 
forget what, that he is with you. Listen to what he says. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Say that with me today. For you are with me. Come on, one more time. For you are with me. Some of you, you need to be able to tell yourself that, God, you are with me. I may not be feeling like it right now, but you are with me. When I'm here, I'm with the chiefs. But when I'm in Europe, I'm with this team. And their motto is, never walk alone. Noah, do you get me on that one? You spent a lot of time in Europe. Me and Mandla, never walk alone. Hey, we never walk alone with Jesus. We never walk alone. For you are with me. Never forget. David understood that he is never alone. That's why he writes, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Never walk alone. Jesus speaks of you and he says, my sheep. In John chapter 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. We hear his voice when we are going through the valley because there's many voices that are trying to speak to us, but we choose to listen to his voice. He says, my sheep hear my voice. Jesus says, I know them and they follow me. He says, I give them eternal life and they will never perish. So your valley is not going to destroy you. You will never perish. Your valley, God is going to sustain you in your valley. He says, no one will snatch them out of my hand. He says, my father who has given them me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. So there's a double protection. So we are in Jesus' hands, but we are also in the father's hand. Did you hear that? We are in Jesus' hand and we are in the Father's hand. The enemy is not able to destroy you when you and I know that we are in his hand. He keeps us. He protects us. He watches over us. You are safe. You are safe in his hand. You are safe. In his hand. So I just want to encourage you. Go out and do exploits for God. Besides David. One of my favorite characters is Job. Job lost everything in a single day. Even his wife comes to him. And he tells him. Listen. This is too much for any man to bear. This valley is too much for you. You've been walking through this valley for a long time. You need some help. He looked at his wife and he says, look, don't speak like my version. One of those women that is no head. That's my, my, my version. The Bible says in everything Job did not. He did not refuse God. He did not disown God. 
He did not walk away from Yahweh. He continued to worship him, to stay in his presence. Sometimes all you need to do when you come here, that's why I love the worship here. When you come, sometimes you, you just need to just go into his presence. Because he knows everything that you're going through. Just pour your heart. Sometimes for some of us, you just need to cry. And I just loved when, when everybody was coming here. I said, Lord, every valley that everyone is walking through, Lord, take care of it. Cause them to come stronger in that valley. That's the message that I have for you. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Don't run away from him. Continue to work and serve him even greater. Listen, when you're going through the valley, find something to do in the house of the Lord. Begin to serve someone. Begin to reach out to someone. Just begin to do some love. Reach out and begin to do great things. God will help you. David was able to destroy Goliath. He had no fear. He did not panic. He did not forget that God was always with him. And that's the place that I'm asking us to be in today. I trust that's a message for somebody. Tomorrow, next week, when you find yourself in the valley, remember, the Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. Hallelujah. He makes you to lie down in green pastures. His rod and his staff. Oh, hallelujah. Listen, you are special to God. And he loves you. Don't let the valley speak a different message. You will come out of it. In Jesus' name. Come on, let me pray with us. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Blessed be your name. Lord, there's people that are here today that are walking through some valleys. Some have been in that valley for a while now. And they've asked questions and they don't have answers. But I pray that they would feel and sense your presence. That they'll reach out to you, God. Jesus. Jesus, what a beautiful name. What a beautiful name. I want to thank you right now that, Lord, for some, the greatest thing in that valley is for them to know you're right there with them. Lord, teach us your ways in that valley. Help us to grow in our relationship with you whilst we are in that valley. Because, Lord, there's a testimony that we'll share with someone and help them as we go through that valley. Because we're going to be strong and, Lord, oh God, who declare your goodness. So Lord, I pray for strength for those that are going through their valley right now. Give them strength. May they know that you're right there with them. May they feel and sense your love and your peace. For some, they need your peace in that valley. But ultimately, Lord, may you deliver them 
and walk them out of that valley. And Father, sometimes they will come out of that valley with a lot of things broken. Give them the strength and the peace for tomorrow, for next week, Lord, for next month. I pray in the name of Jesus that the valley will make us strong in you. We give you praise and we give you glory. I pray for healing right now. Take away that pain. Take away that pain, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Lord, there's wounds that have been left from yesterday's valley. I pray that you would help us to move on. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I give you praise. And I thank you for this family that will stand with each other during our va different valleys. That will be there for each other. That, Lord, many, many people will look and see that this is a family that stands with each other. We bless you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor amen. Dixon. Great job. Great job. Great word. Uh, man, just what we do in a valley. You know, what do we do? Don't panic. Don't be afraid. But I love the last one, don't forget. Mm. I think that's what we do a lot of times. We forget mm. the goodness of God. We forget Amen. what he did for us yesterday. So that's don't right. forget just what a great reminder, mm. a great challenge. Mm. Um, you know, one of the things, Pastor Chippo, if you want to join us up here. If, we wanna, if one of you guys want to grab that so that way they can see. So there's this. Um, you guys... I have been there, Tasha has been there, and several of our church have been to Zim, and we have, we have fed kids. We fed our sponsor kids. We, I have hugged them. The, I love when my own children say my name. There's something about that. But I'll tell you, one of my favorite things when I would go to Zimbabwe is Latoya, a little girl that Tasha and I sponsored. My very first trip, she wasn't even in the program, and I just saw this little girl and fell in love with her and I was like you're putting her in the program I remember you guys like we'll do it and we sponsored her from just seven or eight years of age but every time I'd go to Africa every time I'd go to Zimbabwe and she'd see me she'd come running she'd say daddy 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 and I don't know there's just something special about yeah. that and so many kids there so many children there that 95% unemployment just baffles me and the need that is so great. And I know that there's needs in this room. I know that some of you have financial strain and financial stress, and some of you right now are without a job. And my family's had hard times. All of us have faced hard times. We've had bills that, you know, do you pay this, do you not pay that? I mean, every single one of us have had times when you run up against hard times. One thing Tasha and I have never done is we've never, ever considered not sponsoring our kids mm -hmm. ever and we've been doing that since 2011 every year sponsoring kids and this year I want to add another one it's $39 right is that the price is it 39 40 what is it 39 or 40 dollars 
It's $39, but you can pay $45 because there are some children who are not sponsored. So usually they also ask for another $6 if you are willing so that you can pay for those who are not sponsored. Because all the children that we register, sometimes some of them don't get to be sponsored. Yeah, yeah. And so tell us what sponsorship does for a kid. Like, what do they get out of sponsorship? So when an American family sponsors a child, what is that child getting? Uh, we stretch that dollar so much. We First of all, we give them spiritual support. We make sure that they get in relationship with Jesus. That's the ultimate ultimate goal because we want to see them in heaven one day. Yeah. And then we also give them psychosocial support so that they feel important. They don't feel like they, they're just nothing. So we do uh, kids clubs with them so that we tell them how important they are. Then we also do physical uh, development with them so we feed them like Pastor Chad was saying we fed our sponsored children so we give them food every day five days a week but we also give them health care so when they get sick we take them to the doctors we take them to the clinics we have them uh, check up we give them medicines and then uh, the last thing that we do we do education for them so we pay part of their fees, and we also do school uniforms mm. for them. So that's all that we do, and we stretch the, the dollar that you give so that we can cover the child for those many things. So mm. think about that. So they get Jesus. They get um, just the kid clubs, the programs, the kids running around. That's one of the most beautiful things when we're there, mm. and the kids come running around. They get that. So they get relationship. They get food. I remember the first time we went there, one of the things they told us is they said, before we went to that village, they said, there are kids dying all the time because of starvation. Yeah, they, don't, they don't die there because of starvation anymore. Even kids we don't sponsor get to eat. I mean, they, they take care of them, yeah. you know, so, they, so there's meals there. Yeah. We, get, we pay for their schooling and their uniform and medical mm -hmm. for $39. I yeah. wish my kids were that cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish, I wish our kids cost me $39 a month, <laughs> and I could feed them and send them to school and send them to the doctor, you know? Think about that. Yeah. But not only that, you got 80, am I right? Is it 80,000 kids a day? Yes, 80,000 children a day that we give food every day. So including the sponsored children, we also have some other programs that we do, which we just feed the children. So that we do that in the villages every day because children are hungry and we feed them 80,000 80,000 yes 80,000 and our church we work we work in Zimbabwe and Doyana mm -hmm. and then you guys have heard us talk about Pastor Dixon I want you to tell them this so we we a few months ago I watched a video of you yeah. um, talking to a little girl and her brother that were eating a leaf mm -hmm. licking the leaf really yeah. to something yeah. the bug left behind yeah inspired us and several thousand dollars went to Zimbabwe from our yeah. church and other churches yeah. but tell us just about that and that and what happened in that village and how those people shared um, just just because of generosity tell just a second mm -hmm. about that yeah so uh, this village is 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 the furthest away from um, from our church and so we 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 were doing a small feeding project um, that 
that, in, in that village. Um, and so we, we, we gave these believers in this village we, we, a few child-headed homes and a few widows that were not part of our church. We gave them some food. And what they did was they split that food that we gave to them. They looked at people around them that had nothing. And so they would get about four liters of cooking oil, which is two uh, containers of cooking oil. And so we gave them food that will, would last you know, a month for a family of six. And they split that. They would take a, 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 a bottle, like the bottle of water there. They would fill that with cooking oil. They would take a packet of beans. They would take mealy meal, which is cornmeal. They would give to families in their villages that really were poor and had, had nothing. And what happened was that um, those families started coming to church. Mm. Uh, the, the, the depth of the pulpit was the kids, there's little bags that secrete some, some stuff on leaves. And so kids will climb on the trees, they will pick, take a branch of this, and then they will start eating, you know, licking those leaves clean. And sometimes when, you know, they will kind of chew them off. And, and just kind of swallow, but this stuff is very sweet, and so they get thirsty, so they drink water. They drink some water so that they can be full. So they, and, and so so that's the video that yeah. that that I shared with you. And then yeah. out of that, because yeah. of our generosity, people got saved, right? Yes. So people started. So so the people that we served, yeah, served others. That's and right. Out and of that came to the church, came and to we, church and found yeah. Jesus. Yes. What an incredible yeah. story! So yeah. I see you guys need yeah. to hear that as well. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can check out the link in the description to give or visit destinychurch.me slash give. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We love you and have a blessed week.